Well, here we are. We have made it to Friday, the end of the week. We're not at the weekend yet, so we invite you to settle in and enjoy and be part of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. It's your show here on EWTN Radio. I'm Jerry Usher. Debbie Giorgiani is with me, and the show team is in place. And uh, so we are going to have a conversation today about a period of time in our lives that really shaped us, changed us, molded us, transformed us. We would like to know from you today what year in your life, calendar year, made you or helped to most make you and shape you who you are, the person you are today. What year was that? 833 833- 288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. Hey, Deb. So, hello, Jerry. So what year um, really impacted you and your life and who you are today and how it changed you for the better, maybe for you know, for the worse, or, you know, we want to know the details of that pivotal year, um, that pivotal time in your life where it really did... Um, shape you somehow. Okay. It's very important. We talk about this because a lot of people are going through things right now and, uh, we need to be there for each other. We need to support one another, pray for each other. A lot of families are hurting right now. A lot of young folks are hurting and and there's, there's things that are happening in this world all around us. And I just think it's really important that we enter into these discussions in a deep way and, and have some insights, um, that come out of it, um, and some wisdom and understanding so that we can help one another to build up the body of Christ. Would you help us today? Please do not get started with your weekend yet. Help us out with this conversation. 833-288-3986. And you do not have to be Catholic to call in. If you're listening, we invite you to call in and share your wisdom on this. Yeah, you know, this was really tough for me, Debbie. I know you and I reflect on show topics Mm -hmm. leading up to each day's show. And as I often do, I'm sure you do too. I was, you know, kind of laying in bed at night when I woke up thinking, well, God, which, which year was it for me? You know, one of them, one of them was, I've shared the story on the air before of the year that my, on my birthday, my mother gave me a rosary. I think that was 1984. And then I started praying the rosary. And once you, once you draw near to Our Lady, uh, she's got great plans for you with regard to your relationship with her son, Jesus. So 1984, for me, is at least one of the years that helped to uh, shape me into who I am today. And we'd love to hear from you, the Take-Two family, if there was a particular year that... Um, you know, really uh, motivated you, inspired you. You got maybe a, some kind of a big event happened in your life. Maybe God revealed himself to you in a very profound and personal way. What happened in what year to help make you really the person you are today? 833-288-3986. I have five key years uh, for me, Jerry, wow. when I was looking, <laughs> yeah, when I was looking about my whole, you know, 57 years of life here on earth here, uh, 1984 was the big year for me as well. I don't wow. know if you, you realize that. Yeah, 1984, that's when I made the big move. I graduated high school early, moved from New Jersey to Arizona. That's a big move. If you if you uh, don't know about that, go and, go and cross the United States um, with a couple boxes and that's it. That's all I had. Um, but that was a big year. Uh, but eight, 1989 was really um, the 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 deepest spiritual year for me. And that's when I entered into ministry. And also the, it was a year at the birth of my first son. So that was a big, obviously a big year. Um, but 89 was the year I made the decision to get out of the, the business corporate world and into ministry. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what about you take two family again? 
We always say on the show, what you share could definitely inspire and maybe even turn a life around. I don't think it's too far-fetched to say it could help to maybe save a soul uh, because there are people listening right now who may or may be scratching their heads going, wow, I know who I am today, I think, but I don't know exactly you know, what the key events or years were in my life that helped to bring me to this point. So mm-hmm. something that you share could really trigger somebody else to realize you know, a, a year or an era in their life that helped to shape them into the person they are today and be very, very grateful and, and give thanks to God for that. So mm-hmm. what do you have to share? What year made you help to make you today the person that you are? 833 288 3986. I asked Marty this question um, this morning, you know, what year? And of course, he goes to the year when his brother was was killed on the, uh, during um, his work. And uh, that's 2009. Uh, same year we got married, actually. Um, but it was a it was a tough year. But it really it really shaped him in a way to really appreciate life to appreciate family. Um, to really look at life as as being very, very precious, you know, because at any moment it could change. And uh, he experienced that with his family. Plus it, you know, having such a sudden tragic death like that uh, with a brother um, and being killed and then having to, you know, go with the, with the trial and the court and the sentencing and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it really destroyed the family. So that, mm. that didn't go well, you know? So mm. those moments like that can either really build a family or it can break a family apart. Um, I have to just throw this in real quickly, Jerry, uh, the other three, the other three years, cause probably I'll get some emails. Can you give us the other three years? 1994, first bout of cancer I had 2006 is when I went through my divorce, which was horrible, absolutely horrible. And 2018, second bout of cancer. So, so those five years, they stand out like neon signs in my, in my brain, Jerry, but you know, uh, you learn, you grow, you get through a lot. You realize life is a roller coaster. Um, you hang on deeply, uh, to God, um, and your faith. And, you know, here we are today. Well, it's really interesting. You mentioned that uh, the year that I, I mentioned, 1984, was one of your five. It's kind of uh, you know, ironic that this, I think the second year you mentioned was 89, and that mm-hmm. was also one of those years for me because that's when I uh, learned about from uh, some friends of a friend. I learned about Franciscan University of mm-hmm. Steubenville, and I was just uh, in the process of uh, you know uh, affiliating with uh, the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon as a seminarian, and uh, I went to I went made a visit to Steubenville and said I've got to come here. And I told him when I left, I said, I'll be back this fall. I just knew it in faith and confidence. So, wow. yeah, 1989 was another key year for me as well. So, Wow, interesting. interesting? Yeah. Okay, so now you have to think, did ni- 1994 <laughs> or 2006 or 2018 ring a bell? <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting how there's patterns, right? There's patterns. Yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about today. So please, can you tell us the, that that really pivotal year or years that really made a difference in your life and shaped you to the person you are today? We do have a couple open phone lines. We're waiting to hear from you. We are a safe platform. You don't If you don't feel like you want to give your first name, how about your confirmation name or a name you always wanted to be called? We're, we'll happily do that. But we just don't really take anonymous here because we're family. So here's the number, 8332. 833- 288-3986. I'm ready for a good discussion, Jer. How about you? I am too. Greg is going to be first up. Patricia is with us. And as Debbie said, a couple of open phone lines. Share and inspire on this Friday episode of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on EWTN.
It's Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you on EWTN Radio. Phone lines are definitely filling up. There is one left open there if you'd like it. Asking today uh, a simple question, kind of more of a reflection on your part. If you want to just kind of uh, gaze backward upon the span of your life and uh, look at a particular year and say, wow, you know what? Something happened. I changed. God changed me. An event happened. I, I made a choice. Something that helped to really... May, you know, make you are today. It's still really very much a part of you to this day. 833-288-3986. Write to the calls after I tell you about EWTN's Bookmark Brief email. Now, if you enjoy the show, Bookmark Brief with Doug Keck, you will love the weekly emails that include a short video blog, features the author giving a short synopsis of their work in his or her own words. Visit EWTN.com and click on subscribe, and you will get the EWTN Bookmark Brief email every week. And I just wanted to mention, too, as you were doing uh, one of these these great, um, you know, highlights for our listeners, please, uh, to the Take Two family, if you are, are interested in how you can stay safe from the occult, um, all these uh, Ouija boards and all these things that are coming on, all these... Um, you know, holiday party games and, you know, party favors that happen at, at weddings and stuff that are that are dangerous and possibly leaning towards the occult. Adam Bly, religious demonologist, will be with us on Wednesday, July 19th for a webinar. Please register today. The registration is open right now. You can register at standtalltoday.com, standtalltoday.com. Please, uh, this is very important. He's going to get into the details of of what's happening because this is just not good because it, they're they're making these games very attractive and people are thinking oh it's no harm it's it's really dangerous Jerry mm, it's, it's a lot of bad stuff going on so definitely take advantage of that details at standtalltoday.com Okay, we're going to go uh, find out what year was pivotal in your life. And as I mentioned, Greg would be up first. He is uh, holding patiently in Detroit, listening on uh, Sirius XM 130 and a first-time caller. Hi, Greg. Welcome. Hi. I'm Jerry, Debbie. Uh, First-time caller, but long-time non-participating member of the Take Two family. So (laughs) pleasure to talk to you both today. Thank you. Thank you. The first... The first year that popped into my mind as I was listening was 2012. And then, of course, I started thinking, well, the year of my marriage was 2005. That was a obviously pretty, pretty pivotal year. But 2012 was the year that uh, my wife and I were able to travel to Europe with my parents. Uh, our first time, they've been there before, but we ended up staying for a couple kicker days in Rome. And the hotel we stayed at was, is on Vatican property, so... Every morning, waking up to the you know uh, the Vatican and then putting our heads to the pillow on the second night, it just hit me. I'm like, this is all real. And I've been a fallen away Catholic. Certainly, always identified as Catholic, but not not fully participating in the true Catholic life. And it, as it hit me back in 2012, that, that wow, this is real. We just saw Saint Peter. He's buried there. Saint Paul is here. It's real. The Catholic Church is historically back. This nonsense that, oh, it's a made-up thing, is it just really hit me. And that really kind of put me on the path back to fully uh, reconciling with the Church and becoming a, a fully participating Catholic. And it, I feel like a lot of people, you know, in my family now and friends, they it's just a given that, oh, Greg's, 
Greg's got to go to church Sunday. So <laughs> that really did put me on a, a, a path uh, that was kind of pivotal, and I certainly appreciate the chance to share. Wow, Greg, thank you so much, and praise God for the journey that you've been on and where he's led you, especially based, uh, helped in part by that 2012 experience. I'm just curious, you don't have to answer this, but, you know, you had this major, um, you know, experience while you were in Rome, but you weren't really all that fervent or devout at the time. Were you, did you just kind of go along for the ride, or were you looking forward to it, or did you maybe say, I don't really want to do this? Was there any, were there any feelings in any particular direction before you went? There was no apprehension, and we certainly, my wife and I both looked forward to it, and we took the trip seriously because it was our first time to Europe. We're like, wow, this is going to be like a history class. This is going to be mm-hmm. fantastic, and it was. I would put put myself in the category of I just was a cafeteria Catholic where I thought I was doing the right thing, but was pretty much you know child of the 70s and under-catechized uh, mm-hmm. and just not realizing the rubrics and you know what really truly being Catholic means. And when, you know, probably un- receiving communion unworthily a lot. And that 2012 trip made me just kind of uh, lit that fire in me where the Spirit just guided me, like, you know, you, you, you should start reading the reading more and listening to more Catholic radio, I think EWTN in particular, uh, I started listening to, and like, oh, I thought I was Catholic. <laughs> I thought I loved the Church. But, oh, if you're not following her rules, and if you don't trust Holy Mother Church, uh, you know, guidelines on on attending mass, guidelines on you know giving a giving a good confession on a regular basis. Uh, it really did. Uh, that that's kind of where it all started, 2012, when it's like, oh, this is real. I can't you know keep saying I'm Catholic and doing what I'm doing and, mm-hmm. and not take it <laughs> seriously. And that really is what kind of put the pieces together. So wow, wow. Well, another important reason I think that you call Greg is because. Uh, you know, if 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 we had the if we could say this, not everybody can go to Rome at some point in their life, you know. But but I would say for anyone who, who hasn't been there, if you get the chance, go. Debbie and I went on a Holy Land trip, to, to of course to Israel, and there were a lot of you know young Jewish boys and you know, young men and women on the plane. And they get, I think, I don't know if they get sponsored or what, what, however it works, but they call it, there's a program, they call it a birthright trip. Mm-hmm. So American, you know, Jewish young people from America get to go to see their patrimony, their heritage. And, you know, there's nothing like going to the source, and you can't take a step anywhere in Rome without bumping into a saint or a shrine or something that really is going to be life-changing, as you're describing, Greg. So, Debbie, I don't know if you, I'm talking Well, no, I, it's here, funny but. that you went along those lines, Jerry, because I was going to share this the same thing with Greg about the Holy Land pilgrimage we took and that birthright tour that the young uh, Jewish uh, girls and boys take is is brilliant because it, it allows them to appreciate their heritage, their, you know, how how far back it goes and, and how amazing it is. Same thing with us as as Christians. And Greg, you know, as you were talking about um, the, the trip to, to Rome, it, it, it I added another year, 2013, for my for my uh, journey, because that's when I, my husband and I went to Rome and took my 83-year-old mother, um, who always wanted to go back to Italy. She's 100% Italian, wanted to go back to Italy. It was amazing. And it was, it was so much, um, 
overstimulation from the beauty and the the richness and the sacredness it was unbelievable and you know it does leave an impact on you whether you're you're at a place a spiritual place or not of understanding or you know where you're really in a in a solid place with god it leaves an impact and you shared that greg and i love that you felt um so comfortable to be a first time caller and share with this you know really personal you know journey because these years mean a lot to you greg and and it's, they're important. And I, and I love that you felt comfortable sharing uh, them with us. Absolutely. My pleasure. And, uh, best to everyone. Thank you so much. You guys have a great weekend. Yeah, you do the same, Greg. Thank you. 833-288-398. Asking you if there was any particular calendar year in your life that was pivotal in shaping you into the person that you are today. Patricia is up next, listening in Illinois on Holy Family Radio. Hello, Patricia. We're so glad you've joined us. Hello. Thank Hi. you for having me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I, uh, okay, I've never done this before. So um, I am just sharing that the year was 2000 for me. And um, that was the year that I and my husband were called to the ministry to serve in Nigeria. Um, I was teaching music at a, an American International Christian School, and um, I, we took our um, daughter, who was uh, in first grade at the time, and we ended up staying there for four and a half years. Um, my husband was working with Ecclesia Yanoa in Nigeria in, um, in Nigeria, uh, which is the Church of the Brethren in Nigeria. Um, and I guess what I wanted to stress was how um, the call to ministry um, can be so... Um, bizarre and life-changing and you just know that it's God calling you because the way he paves the way for you to go uh, to serve um, with like uh, strange events that like are they're just kind of bizarre pointing you in that direction and and paving the way for you Patricia, can I jump in? I I just have to say, I love that you use the word bizarre because you are so spot on. It is, it is so like God to put these very, uh, peculiar, strange, odd, whatever you want, want to, want to define it, um, people and circumstances and things that push you or point you into the ministry direction so that you can take that, uh, leap of faith, right? You can really do that. I completely agree with you. That's why when, when I hear people, um, that say, you know, I've been praying about something, praying about something, and it just feels like God's pulling me towards this, you know, it's, it's hilarious almost because God is putting down like all the stepping stones, all the, you know, all the little crumbs, like a, like a, you know, when you, when you see that in like a scavenger hunt type thing, you know, all the little crumbs for us to follow. And it's, it's up to us to actually make that, that act of the will, right. To make that decision. And then everything, everything just kind of, it's like the parting of the Red Sea. Everything just opens up and it's like a straight path right to him. God bless you for saying yes to that beautiful calling. Ah, yes, and it was, 
it was like one of those things where I'll never forget one of the older ladies in the church said, well, it'll either be the, the best decision you made or the worst decision you made. <laughs> and I mean, because, you know, we were taking, you know, our family and a little girl and everything. And um, But she had served in the ministry various places as well. And so it was it was her wisdom she knew and and it was obviously the be- the best decision, just the way God paved the way for us to go and to serve there and how it shaped um, not only mine and my husband's life but our daughter who ended up wanting to be a social worker and is working in a middle school in this um, area that I'm actually at, in her town at this point, um, and in Champaign, Urbana, so University of Illinois, but, um, that she, and her, her favorite group to work with in this, um, well, she, she just really feels called working with, um, black girls, and I just want to say that, you know, she knows that a lot of that had to be because it shaped her life by being in Nigeria and her friends, her friends there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Be- beautiful story, Patricia. You, you, you were right, Debbie. Everything you said was right on. And I just say, when you say yes to God, you may wind up in places and doing things you may have never imagined, but they definitely will shape you and change your lives. Thanks, Patricia, so much. Good to have you on this conversation today. 833-288-3986. Was there a year in your life that was very important in making you who you are today? Dominic is in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. We'll go there next. Listening on Sirius XM 130. Welcome, Dominic. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, my, my thing, my problem is uh, I was, uh, I'm 67, going to be 68. Worked all my life up until about seven months ago when I had to have surgery. Put me on my rear end for almost five months. And I've been taking all my problems out of my wife. She's a great lady. I, 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 I don't even want to start to cry, but she's a great lady. And I'm taking all my problems out on her because I can't, I can't do anything to help any situation right now. I have a bad knee. I need knee surgery. How do I, how do I control this and, and not take it out on her? I feel so bad for her that she has to deal with this every day. Hmm. Debbie, you got um, any thoughts? Yeah. Um, Dominic, may, may I be totally frank with you? Yes, ma'am. Please, please. Okay. Just stop it. Stop taking it out on her. Um, you, you, you have the ability to control what you say and do. Just stop it. If you want to talk um, outside, you know, go outside and, and yell out to the, to the world, you know, whatever you want to yell out or scream into a pillow or do whatever you need to do. But it's not fair to do to her because, you know, that kind of negativity has to go somewhere and she's probably trying to absorb it. And that does, it's not going to, it's not going to go well with her because eventually when people receive too much uh, negative stuff coming from the outside, especially from people they love, it starts to make them sick. And that's not, that's not good. So I would just say, you know, you, you brought it to, to our attention. You, you, you said what's going on. Now you have the opportunity to just stop it from this point forward. What do you think? I'm trying, honey. Believe me when I'm telling you, she's such a good lady. And I don't want to, I don't want to just end up in a divorce, 
But mm-hmm. some days, I tell you what, I have some problems. I, I don't know what it is. It's just because I lost work. I lost a lot of things in life in the last six months. And I'm, I'm taking my anxiety and my issues out on her, which she don't deserve it. She's a good lady. She's the best. She's a yeah. 100% good woman. Right. Well, well then, Dominic, then you, everything you've said about your wife is uh, it's like she's a treasure that God has given you. So, um, you know what, Dominic? We have a, a, a bunch of, a number of uh, life coaches at StandTallToday.com, and they do individual coaching, marriage coaching, things like that. So, StandTallToday.com. Maybe you can get a free consultation there. See if that might help you out in, in this particular situation. Thanks for the call, Dominic. We're asking you to call in and tell us the pivotal year or years that really impacted you, changed you from the inside out. We'd like to know, 833-288-3986. And I just wanted to say to Dominic, if you're still listening, we've got prayers already um, going up to heaven for you and because you were so honest and sharing that this is bothering you. You don't want to do this with your wife. You don't want to take anything out on your wife because you love her and she's a good person. Well, um, just know, uh, Dominic, you've got prayers uh, so that you can continue uh, with that strength to avoid and resist and, and stay away from any of that negative stuff that, that is being transferred over to your wife. So you got a lot of prayer support, Dominic, and that's a beautiful thing from the Take-Two family. Congratulations goes out to two more members, Jerry, of the EWTN radio family, St. John Paul the Great Radio in Tiffin, Ohio, and the Sword of St. George in Manhattan, Kansas, are both celebrating eight years with EWTN. Congratulations, to Patricia Cress in Tiffin, Ohio, and Kent Hampton in Manhattan, Kansas, from all of us here at EWTN. Um, just love, love the work that they're doing. Eight years, that's spectacular. And Jerry, I just want to say real quickly before we go to Tom in Morris Plains, New Jersey, um, I just wanted to say that I can't put anything past the Take-Two family. They know mm-hmm. us so very, very well, um, and they they understand our personalities. So you guys are already sending messages in saying, Debbie, what's the matter? You sound... You sound like something's heavy on your heart. It is. So uh, just to let you know, um, without getting into any detail, uh, God knows this beautiful family that I'm talking about. There's a beautiful family right now, a very devout Catholic family. They love EWTN. They love their faith. They're beautiful family. Um, they're going through a lot of sadness, very deep sadness right now with um, with something that has transpired in their family. Um, and, and it just, it's very new. It's very, it just happened. And so please, folks, um, if the Take-Two family could pray for this family, God knows who this family mm-hmm. is uh, right now. I know Jerry went to Mass this morning. And, and offered prayers, and my husband did as well. I'm going to Mass right after the show. Um, yeah, this, this is a good family, and our hearts are breaking for them. Yeah. Wow, a lot of, lot of stuff going on in the world, as we, as we hear about on this show a lot. Okay, today we're talking about a year in your life that helped to shape you into the person you are today. You can join us. There is a line open, 833-288-3986. And oh, we just lost Tom. Tom, if you're still there, I was just about to say, Tom, uh, in New Jersey, uh, you were next. So, Tom, call back in, and we will get you right on the program. In the meantime, let's go to Tricia, our friend Tricia in Martinez, Georgia, listening on St. Paul Radio. Hello, Tricia. Hi. Well, is Welcome. it fair if I actually um, thought of some more dates? <laughs> sure. <laughs> that yeah. I told Ace? 
Okay. Well, I'm going to start with 1949, because that's when God made me and I was born. Um, and then I have 1952, um, when I moved to Venezuela. That's the first time, first time I was ever kind of exposed to Catholicism. And I was really moved by just the um, celebrations that I saw. Um, young girls walking to chapel on their knees. I was like, how can they do that? Um, and then 91, um, I was, pardon me, 71, I was married. And um, 77, we were in um, Anchorage. And I was called uh, a team from Evangelism Explosion came to our house. And I immediately expect, accepted um, Jesus is my Savior, which kind of shocked them. They thought they did something wrong since it was so quick. <laughs> 1979, my daughter Tiffany was born. 1982, my daughter Sarah Beth was born. And those are always miracles and amazing. And, of course, changes your life. And um, my precious Sarah Beth really, really changed it because she has severe autism. But here comes one of the favorites, and again, a total miracle, and that was 2020. I always listened to Christian radio. I could not get any other station except for EWTN. I had no idea what it was for about three seconds. And then I just heard almost an audible voice saying, this is the truth. Mary's your mother. And remember the Bible study you took about seven years ago where your life verse became John 2, 5. Do whatever he tells you. Mm-hmm. And another great one, well, in that year, it was still great, but um, my husband of 45 years divorced me because I came Catholic, but God has showed me, oh gosh, just in the last two months, how he had saved me from that. So I'm actually totally done in my heart, and I'm just rejoicing for God's saving grace. Um, and then... Uh, 2020 is also, you know, when I started RCIA, and in 2023, July 18th, I'll have been three years a Catholic, and I just have no idea. This just seems, I mean, it just seems so important to me, this this, <laughs> this third year anniversary. I'm going to ask some people over for dinner, some of the ones who helped me through RCIA, and some priests, and just... I'm going to ask them for dinner, and we're going to have a celebration. Hmm. And um, also, this year, um, God called me as an extraordinary minister, wow. and I cannot—I'm going to cry. Oh, Grace, this has been pouring out on me more than I can really handle. Um, hmm. I just—you know, I have been blessed, blessed, blessed by these precious people who can't come to church. And very quickly— um, three weeks ago, I was asked to give communion every day um, to this precious lady, Virginia. I'd never met her before, and she was in her last days. And I'll just tell you, it was awesome, awesome. The very last day I went there, um, her daughter was there, which I was kind of like, okay, this is a sign that's happening. And um, when I came in the room, she was delirious. She was saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And so her daughter, I told her I was there for communion. Her daughter kind of yelled at her, which I wouldn't have done. Mom, Trisha's here with communion. That precious lady, her eyes flew open. She had the most enormous smile you can imagine. 
Mm. So she was able to take me, and then I heard a few, like maybe an hour and a half later, she passed. Mm. And uh, oh her funeral was amazing. It was yesterday. It, oh, my gosh. But I'm, you know, I'm so blessed. It almost hurts, if you know what I mean. Wow. Yeah, Tricia, we love you so much. You know, Tricia was part, part of, we, we did our very first Stand Tall retreat in Coleman, Alabama, uh, near EWTN, and Tricia was with us on that, as, as many of our listeners were. Um, <clears throat> you are so um, young at heart. You've got many, many more years ahead, and I, I, I use that as a preface to say you've, had, you've already had an amazing life. Thinking of all these things that have happened to you, just, just, just think that exposure in Venezuela to those young girls, giving example, giving witness to their Catholic faith by, by you know, going over to the church, I believe you said, on their knees. Um, you know, that, those were seeds that were planted a very, very long time ago. And you could just see, I'm sure you could, you, could, you could probably share so much more about the puzzle pieces and how God has put you where you are today. But congratulations, three years coming up in just a short time this month, three years being a Catholic. Um, as you said, it, uh, it, it wasn't without a price. And we certainly pray for your, your ex-husband and, and for you. Um, but, you know, God has been very, very good to uh, Trisha, Debbie. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's great to have her with us today. Absolutely. And, Trish, you know, we stay in touch. So I get to be part of your journey, which I absolutely love. And I, I thank you so very much that you have brought us um, so close to you and everything you're going through and what you have lived through and how you have remained faithful. I love that about you, Trish. You're a beautiful, strong soul. You're a sister in Christ. Um, you're amazing. And uh, we, I agree with Jerry. Everything he said, we just love you very, very much. Thank you, and I love y'all. You've been so instrumental. I want everybody to watch EWTN as much as they can. <laughs> I do it as much as I can. It's always on. Amen. Amen. Me too. I have it on all the time too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great to hear you laugh and smile, Tricia. Thank you so much. We appreciate you taking part in today's conversation about a year or in some cases, maybe more than one year Mm -hmm. that were pivotal in shaping you into the person you are today. 833-288-3986. Okay. So we will travel to, you know, one more shout out to uh, Tom in Morris Plains, New Jersey. You were waiting so patiently. If you can call back, Tom, uh, Matt Kabinsky will happily put you at the front of the line. You deserve to go there, not because you're from Jersey and I love the pizza, but because you've been waiting so patiently. Banks is in Texas on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, Banks. Hello there. Hello. Uh, Welcome. Yeah, uh, I talked to your wonderful call screener. Uh, I listen out of, I live in the boonies in Texas, but I, I get you guys, I love you guys. I, I get y'all out of uh, FM radio in San Angelo, Texas, where the bishop lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my year of change was 1987. I was uh, about to graduate high school. And I had felt the calling to become to go to become a priest, go mm-hmm. to seminary, and I was in early training. And uh, that were my, that was my plan for my life to follow the calling. Well, then the Spanish class trip to Mexico. Uh, in 1987 to Guadalajara 
I had always been against drinking, not necessarily for other people, but it just wasn't my thing. But the chaperones turned us loose one night, us kids on the streets to get, do what we wanted. And I had, I got drunk for the first time. And that changed my life. I think I became a, a drunk right then. And, uh, I've been struggling with it for the past 30 years or so in and out of recovery. And I don't follow the AA. I don't, they have a lot of wisdom they can teach, but they will say that you can worship a doorknob or a light bulb as your higher power. No, no, no. Anyhow, I don't know what to do. My nearest chapel, our chapel out here is 20 miles away. The, the nearest AA meeting would be 60 miles, but I don't, you know, like I said, I don't, well, I don't like to follow the AA way. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what, Banks? Um, you, you've shared, you know, a lot of details, but you prefaced it all. This is, if, if you don't mind, I mean, I our hearts go out to you about the the the, the drinking and you know that you you feel like you became, as you said, a drunk at that time, an alcoholic, perhaps. Um, it's been uh, you know perhaps an up and down road for you since then, but. Um, 1987 was about the same time that I was seriously discerning a call to the priesthood. And um, so that kind of hit home, tugged at my heart there. And so what I would like to do is just maybe, I don't know if this, if you want to answer this or anything, but, you know, if you're carrying any, um, you know, guilt right now or any, any, any thoughts that maybe, hey, you know, I sabotaged what was a vocation, you know, God is right there with you. He has, he's been with you every step of the way. He understands what is what has transpired, and perhaps that vocation might have been there. Maybe it wouldn't. We don't know. Um, but I, I would just encourage you, maybe take that to prayer and just say, you know, Lord, um, you know, I, I did feel that tugging on my heart uh, for a possible priestly vocation at that time. If, if it was from you, if it was a genuine vocation, you know, I just, I just simply ask for your mercy, your forgiveness, but also peace. You know, just ask God to put peace in your heart for that. I don't know how much it's weighing on you. I'm, I'm not going to try to uh, and assume and imply, and you don't have to answer that. But I just felt called to kind of zero in on that just because, you know, we had that same similar time period when I was I was first thinking about the priesthood as well. Debbie, I, you may have something to share. But. Um, the only thing that I would, would share that comes to my, my mind and my heart as you were you were speaking from your heart, Banks, is that it sounds like, you know, there was a lot of years and maybe some, there's, there may be some regret there and some things that you wish you could have changed. And now you're at this point, but you know, we serve a God of the present. It's what we're doing right now. And, and Banks, he's, he's listening to you right now, tell the world that you wanted to possibly, um, go into a vocation in the priesthood. You want to have, you know, this, this ability to step out of things that are going on around you. It is possible with God. You just have to stay in the moment and be very creative. Now you may be, you may be, uh, far away in, in a driving distance from the nearest, uh, brick and mortar, you know, church, but, but you have 
have if you have uh, the internet, if you have a cell phone, if you have the ability to talk to someone, you could do some something that allows you to demonstrate um, your your faith walk or to volunteer or something. You could stay connected virtually to adoration and to mass. All all every which way to stay connect. It's all about connection, Banks. It's about connection, and it starts today. If we, if all of us could go into the past and all of us have things we wish we could have changed, done over, you know, we'd love the do over, but you know, we serve a God that lives right. He's right now alive in our midst right now. And so Banks, I I really want that for you. So to recognize the present moment. And, and we always say this in life coaching, just do the next right thing. And that's what will be honoring and, and, and uh, give glory to God. So is, is anything that we're, you know, Jerry, I know Jerry shared from his heart and I, I'm sharing from my heart as well. I, I pray that that is, that is somehow uh, piercing your heart, Banks. It does. Uh, I have felt my sense, they feel so heavy. Our, our Padre out here, he's so busy, he he says he runs to three different little chapels on Sunday to say three different masses, and he has very little time for confession. So he he will come out to my home um, to hear confession and bring communion if I can't make it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's uh, you know again another. Uh, sign, another indication that we need to pray a lot for priestly vocations, because I'm sure in the area that you described where you live, Banks, there probably is the the one priest handling many different assignments in that area, but we're glad that he's able to get to your house. You mentioned confession. If you need to go to confession or just have, you know, some time with a priest, tell tell the Father, you know, the next time you see him, Father, I'd like to set something up with you. It could be next week. It could be next month. It could be six months from now, but please, will you get me on your calendar and, and give me an hour of your time? And I, I wouldn't think that's being unfair to him, uh, you know, to, to give him kind of the, the opportunity to say when that's, uh, you know, uh, something what he can do. And that would give you something to look forward to and really prepare for as well. So, Banks, thank you, brother in Christ. We appreciate you calling. You'll be in our prayers. We have a prayer book. You probably listened to the show before. I know Debbie has you in, in the prayer book already. Yep. And we'll in be the book. keep all the Take Two family we'll be lifting you up. So God bless you, Banks. Thank you. Wow. Okay, uh, Jerry, uh, we wanted to share too that Timoteo said 1962, the year that I survived a double pneumonia. By reflecting on this, mm-hmm. I've tried not to take things for granted. Um, that was 1962. My, the two Michaels, Michael P. and Michael M., 1982, freshman year of high school, when I started to take my Catholic faith seriously. That's Michael P., Michael M., May 30th. I love how he's got the, uh, the month and day. May 30th, 1990, God whacked my, God, God whacked me upside the head. Okay. Oh, yeah, you know, sometimes we need a brick to God just to hit us right on. Yeah, that's true, Michael. I I, I need those all the time, the bricks. Yeah. Ray in San Antonio, hang on. I just have to mention quickly here, the EWTN annual family celebration 
coming back to Birmingham. It's free. You may want to stay even a little bit longer. It's actually a one-day event, Friday, August 25th in Birmingham. There's so much to see and do there. Debbie and I have been there many times. you got the Botanical Gardens, the Barber Vintage Motorsports Museum, uh, something that I enjoy, a good craft beer once in a while, the Birmingham Zoo, sporting events, so much more. Go to EWTN.com slash Family Celebration to find out more and register for the August 25th event in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, Ray is up next in San Antonio, Texas on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Ray. Hey there, how are you guys doing? Doing, doing well. well. Thanks Ray. for holding on the guys? line there so long. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Jerry, Jerry, the last time I talked to you, I called in to EWTN. You were hosting Catholic Answers Live with Rosalind Moss. Oh, is that right? <laughs> that, was a, that was a long time ago. <laughs> that does go, but, a lot uh, has yeah. changed for all of us. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, So I have been, uh, my first uh, year that uh, really impacted my life was uh, 1983 that was my first full year in college and uh it was it was yeah i went to a a large uh public university and it was very world changing for me uh it set me on the path to um you know different career things and uh, uh also personally i grew a lot as a person um and then um at the time, I was an atheist. I was a I had I was born and raised Catholic, but I decided I was so smart that I decided to become an atheist when I was when I was about thirteen or fourteen. Uh, and then in 1993, uh, I finished my uh, college education, so that was a big deal. And I uh, disabused myself of the stupidity of atheism, and <laughs> eventually decided to come back uh, come back home to the uh, Catholic Church. Uh, and that was a very complex, weird year for me, but it was a big one. Uh, in 2000, I got married to my sweetie, and in 2001, I became a dad for the first time. And then in 2006, in 2006, I became a daddy again. So those are the years that um, have impacted me, and I know, I feel, and I well, I don't know about feel, but I know that God was with me the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, opening opening doors and guiding me, even when I was a, an idiot atheist, uh, I know that <laughs> God was uh, was uh, was um, uh, was there for me. I know that grace was guiding my life, and that was uh, you know I, I have uh, always held an immense amount of gratitude for for uh, uh, God's love and protection of me. Um, that's that's a very that that has been a very clear uh, uh, pattern in my life. So, wow, you know this is beautiful, Ray. You know because you and some of the other callers, it hasn't been just a single year, and it hasn't been just a a few individual years. It's been this like this span of time, and and I love the way you describe that. And God has been with you every step of the way, and you are right about that. The old saying, you know, God writes straight with crooked lines. I. I, like you, Ray, I look by, at my own life and I say, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm sitting here doing this right now and I look back in you know, 1970-something, 1980-something, whatever, and I think, uh, you know, it's just it would have seemed impossible back then. But God is so very, very gentle and patient and merciful, and he has certainly been that in your life. 
And I, you know, you know that that goofy poster from the seventies of the, the the footprints in the sand, and then yeah. the, then there's only one footprints. And yeah. <laughs> you know, that that that's that's a very that's that's a that's a funny you know poster, but it's true. You know, it really is true uh, yeah. for me. Uh, awesome. A lot of times when the, when God was there picking me up. Anyway, thanks a lot, and uh, I will say a prayer, uh, Debbie, for your family for the family that's uh, thank you that's hurting. Yeah. So. Thank Thanks, you. Ray. Thank God you so you. much, Ray. Thank you. Over to Matthew, driving through Oklahoma. We've got about 90 yes. seconds, Matthew, but we wanted to get you on the program because you've been waiting a while. Hi, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hello, young people. Thank you for your <laughs> mission and what you're accomplishing. Uh, you. Kind of an unusual one, but 2014, 2015, my spouse, 26 years uh, left, and it allowed me to, instead of, you know, hating her and all that kind of stuff, it allowed me to take some time to realize who and what I was. It allowed me to realize I, as a cradle Catholic, I took so much for granted. Communion, confession, the actual uh, worship in the Mass. And, it, and God just put on my heart, become who you're supposed to be. And quit being that guy sitting in the pew. Quit being that guy hurrying out to get breakfast. And oh, by the way, we do have adoration. You can come to confession more than once a year, and you can just be helpful to people. And it, it really, really helped me define, for me, what being a Catholic is, and I, and I try to share it now as much as I can. Wow. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Matthew, for calling and sharing that. Um, yeah, I mean, that could have gone one of, well, probably a number of directions, but one of two very specific directions. And that could have been, um, you know, resentment and hatred and dislike and, and whatever toward your, to the wife, your wife who left you. But you took the opportunity and God really gave you the opportunity and you, you recognized it to kind of turn inward and look at yourself and realize, you know, you needed to kind of maybe clean up your own act a little bit in certain areas. And that's always a good thing when we realize that we need to do that and we turn to God and get his help in doing that. So thanks, right. Matthew, for the call. Great, Thank great you, leave. Matthew. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dwight and Giovanna and the others, we're not going to get to you for this show, but we will We will revisit this again because years are important in people's lives and we want to hear about it. Uh, Giovanna, if you can uh, email us because you said something about, you told Matt Kabinsky, a painting uh, really uh, stole your heart. So we want to hear about that. You can always email us at take2 at EWTN.com. Please do not forget to go to um, standtalltoday.com standtalltoday.com and register for the um, the occult webinar with Adam Bly on Monday we are going to talk about dementia how has dementia affected your family it's uh, it's touching a lot of families uh, in, the, in this country and around the world these days so how has dementia affected your family that is our topic on Monday we do hope that you enjoy a beautiful weekend wherever you are. It's going to be really hot in some places, so stay cool and hydrated. And until Monday, have a beautiful and blessed day. And St. Joseph, please pray for us.